Hey everyone, welcome back, episode 48, and we're back. This episode was recorded and produced on time, bit of a rare foil card these days with the pod to have an episode recorded and posted on time, that's my fault. I I definitely lost some steam fucking up like that, and do I regret it? Possibly. Could I have prevented it? Probably. Um, but that's besides the point. Welcome back. Nobody listened to last week's episode, but that's okay. That's not what this is about. This is about me doing my thing each week, and if someone stops by, that's a nice extra. You know, that's a bonus. But me doing this show is what it's all about, and I closed out my notes. Yes, I wrote notes for anyone that's like, oh, wow, Dave wrote notes. He's not just going off the fucking cuff this time. Um, I'm kind of like bittersweet. This isn't even in my notes, but I just thought of it. I'm kind of bittersweet on the fact no one listens to last week. No one listened to last week's episode because it was a good rant. And I kind of wanted some closure or like catharsis. I wanted somebody to either tell me like, yes, this sounds like super incel or no, this sounds like somewhat reasonable, but nobody did. So here I am living alone in my brain. But yeah, welcome back. Nice to see you, talk to you, hear you, how you been. It's good. If not, that sucks. Hopefully it gets better. Um, but yeah, we're here. Um, episode 48. I got a big episode coming up next week. Um, kind of a one-year anniversary. Was going to spoil it, was going to clickbait it. Decided on neither right now when I just said that I was planning it. So there you go. A year in review, you know. Um, but yeah. While I think about the podcast, and this will probably be dabbled more in next week, but I had to bring it up because I've been having this brainchild. I'm on the verge of a breakthrough creatively in multiple facets, you know, like a Swiss Army knife of 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 breakthroughs, you know, can openers, saws, nail clippers, little scissors that don't really work well for anything, you know, compasses, tweezers little toothpick if you got like an expensive regardless the point is that i'm having breakthroughs or i think i'm on the verge of having breakthroughs i've been thinking a lot about the pod been thinking a lot about this past year and while i found success um this sounds conceited but i don't i don't think it is and i think that's something that like we're programmed to think these days to where if you think highly of yourself it's conceited because of social media but i don't really use social media so when i talk my shit it's really just me, like, being confident, you know? And when I think about this and my music, I've found success in doing creative things that I enjoy. And I feel like sometimes I shy away from that success. It's like, um, almost like an anxiety. Like, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of, uh, I think even my friends have told me this. I'm, like, afraid to really jump off that cliff. Like, I'll get to the edge. I'll tell everybody I'm going to jump. Everybody shows up. they like, yeah, this is cool. This is sick. And then, like, I run up, and then I just, poof, disappear. Like, I didn't jump, but I didn't, like, walk back either. I just kind of, I show back up, and then there's, like, six people there. And they're like, oh, he's going to do it this time. And I kind of disappear again. And then there's, like, one guy. He's like, no, he's going to come back. He's going to jump. He's going to take that leap. And I disappear again. And then I come back, and it's just me on the cliff. And I'm like, no, guys, like, I'm, I'm going to do it this time. Like, n- there's there's nobody here. That's where we're at right now. I'm on the cliff. I'm about to take the jump, the dive, the plunge, spread my wings and fly. And now no one cares. 
which might be the exact moment you jump, when there's no pressure, when it feels right, you know? You don't want to jump to peer pressure, and you don't want to jump just because you didn't jump, so now you feel like you have to jump. We're on like that third thing that no one has a name for, there's no analogies or metaphors for it, that's what I'm at, that's what I am. I'm that third analogy on the cliff, baby, that's me. Ready to jump when no one gives a fuck, <laughs> you know? I'm, that's, okay, I lied. There isn't an, I'm the tree that falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it. And I'll tell you what, I make a sound. Yeah. A little bit of silence, let that sink in. <laughs> Hit a little different, didn't it? But no, seriously, I've been thinking about the podcast. I've been thinking about where I want to go in the future. I've been thinking about content I consume on a daily basis. If there's one thing I do... Besides overthink, be kind of creative, write shitty songs that no one ever hears. It's consume content, you know, and podcasting. But I consume content, you know, and I'm thinking maybe season two, you know, that's what I'm calling it. Season two of just last week becomes, you know, I don't know, different. I want to do some sort of debates every now and then and not like... I was playing Rocket League with a buddy of mine last night, and um, he brought up, like, did you see that shit Kanye's talking about? And I'm a Kanye stan. That's my guy. I'll never go against him. I'll never disavow him. I might say some of the shit he does is wrong or bad or he shouldn't have done it, but that's, like, my guy for life, like, forever. And uh, I was like, oh, Kanye's probably off his meds again. And um, it was kind of dismissive, and it, like, made him not want to talk about the conversation, and, like, we didn't agree on, like, a first, like, a primary point, right? And I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, we, we can argue about it. Like, it could be healthy. It doesn't have to be, like, you know, toxic or anything. And basically, I ended up, like, I don't remember exactly what happened if one of us started or if I started or if he started. But we, like, I kind of chiseled into the conversation. And we had this big, long conversation about Kanye and the Kardashians and his kids and me saying, like, yeah, I love Kanye, but when he does this shit, he digs himself a hole. Like, Kanye goes nuclear, and while I agree sometimes, I don't think it's good for himself. Like, it makes me sad that he digs himself this holes. Yada, yada, yada. We get on the subject of, like, men's mental health, and I actually go, you know what? That was kind of wrong that I just went, oh, Kanye's going off on Twitter. Must be off his meds. I was like, that's kind of fucked. Like, it's really dismissive of whatever Kanye... Even if he has a point, I've already been like, ah, well fucking bipolar Kanye you know what I mean even though Kanye's always been crazy like there's different levels of Kanye crazy if you're a Kanye fan um but basically when we got through it I was like um see I was like we can we can argue back and forth and it not be bad and he was like yeah well back in the day me and you used to get like real personal and shit I'm like that's probably fair but we were also like 18 and 17 years old like I don't know how many 18 year olds are really having like good faith constructive, productive debates, <laughs> you know, smoking weed and Marlboros, you know, that shit's just going to turn stupid. And he was like somewhat, not taken aback, but he was like, wow, like, that was kind of cool. You even like, you know, went back on one of your points and said you changed your mind and you shouldn't have done it. He's like, that's kind of cool. So that's kind of growth from someone, this is a very close friend of mine, a lot of baggage involved, don't want to dive into it, but he's a very close friend of mine, and it was cool to see him see my growth, I guess, and it was, I guess, cool for him to see my growth, to be like, wow, like, Dave, like, I feel like if you say my name around my friends, they're like, loves to argue, like, first thing that comes to their mind, weirdo, loves to argue, those are one and two, maybe tied at number one, 
but yeah, so I really like the back and forth. I feel like that's where I shine. My whole life, people tell me I should have been a lawyer, should have went to college, you know. I argued, man, I should ask my mom this. Like, when did I start arguing? I'd argue it's like, see right there, I'd argue. It's just natural to me. Like, I'd probably say it's around, like, second grade, first grade, second grade. Like, even, like, young, it was just, like, it was my thing, bro. Like, and it's not a great thing to have, but it's like I've said on this podcast before. Sometimes your greatest strengths can also be, like, toxic traits or, like, weaknesses. It's just learning how to contort and specify that strength when it's needed it's like a discretionary strength it might be your best one but you can't lean on it too much but i really want to get some challenging conversations some debates some back and forth picking somebody's brain they're picking my brain you know really you know getting into semantics because i feel like when people go oh that's semantics it's like well no that's what we're really talking about like that's what the fundamentals the smallest little parts that seem in in uh inconsequential fuck i fucked that up <laughs> are the most important parts sometimes and these debates or conversations like i don't want to do politics i might dive into like culture stuff but not like I don't want to do what everybody's doing, you know? How many fucking podcasts or streams do you watch when somebody's like, oh, yeah? Fucking, you think fucking Twisted Dark Fantasy is Kanye's best album? I think Graduation is his best album. And how, like, maybe that's not interesting. Maybe that's why people don't watch it. But I was watching Jobs the other day with Ashton Kutcher about Steve Jobs. He's like, nobody's going to buy a computer. It's like, how do people know what they want if they don't know they want it? And that, like, boom, fucking brain seed, bro. I've been obsessed with that for, like, the past day, two days. Like, how do people know what they want if they don't know they want it? So that's what I want to bring. Music, film, comics, MMA, Twitch streamers, video games, whatever it is. I think there are arguments and conversations to be had that no one wants to have, but they need to have them. And it would be interesting. And people don't know it would be interesting because they've never seen it. They just hear, like, arguing, like... What I want to do is take Twitter, Facebook comments, Reddit posts. I want to bring that. Everybody get off your keyboards. Let's really talk about this and also do it in a way where it's like, yeah, things might get heated. Things might get intense. I get really passionate. Like even right now, I sound like a fucking crazy person just because I'm passionate about it. Doesn't mean I hate the other person. Doesn't mean we can't be friends. But I really want to do this and I want to do it in a way, man, it's almost reminiscent of like when there was a bunch of politic, uh, political debates on Twitch. It was like internet blood sports. People just, some people would freak the fuck out on them. Like I watch that shit still. Like it's been three, four years ago. I still watch that shit sometimes because it's like, it's like the closest thing I can get to of like what I'm, my brainchild is. So yeah on the verge of a breakthrough i've also been working on music again um that's been really fun i think it's been the first time in a couple maybe not a couple it's been the first time in like a year i think the last time i made a song and posted it was a year ago so for a year i've been like studying different artists and different types of music and here lately i've been able to kind of settle down and like quiet my brain and like focus in on things i want to write about and i've been writing about them now, the sad part is some of these beats I want are not free, which means they're good. Not that, like, free beats aren't good, 
these ones are just like, in particular, it's a song I wrote like two nights ago. It's not even finished, but it's like 75% finished. This beat is not free. It's like 30 bucks and I got to like email this guy about it. But, um, yeah, it's just, it was getting to the point where I was like rapping and feeling myself. Like back when I was like 17, 18, 16, even like freestyling at parties, just feeling myself. It got to that level, and I was just sitting here at 25, overweight, in my bedroom <laughs> on a fucking Wednesday, middle of the night, because, you know, I'm door dashing, not working, you know, like, it was like, uh, it was like what music used to be for me, it's like what comics are for me, it's a break from reality, you can just think about something else for a while, and it kind of engulfs you, and that shit's kind of tight, um, so yeah, I've been working on music, I've been working on ideas, Still trying to learn how to video edit. I think I'm going to make like a burner YouTube. I think what I'm honestly going to do is just make a bunch of like burner accounts. And if one blows up, I guess I'll stick to it, you know. But I think it would be really cool. Like as, not even as like a side project, as like a meme to like make some like, like something off the wall. Like an ASMR channel or like, you know, some crazy like little shorts channel on YouTube or something. And, like, have it blow up and nobody ever know it's me. And then, like, if this podcast ever blows up or my music ever blows up, kind of, like, reverse, like, reverse Filthy Frank. Like, everyone knew who Filthy Frank was. And then they were like, damn, that's Joji. Like, I remember him from Filthy Frank. It's like, everybody knows me from this podcast or my music. And then I dropped the bombshell. Like, oh, really? I'm fucking comic book ASMR 420, you know? that's, that's me, bro, you know, and, like, yeah, um, fuck, that sounds lame when I say it out loud, but it's funny in my brain, you know, so, but, yeah, so, it's a quick update about the pod, a little bit of, like, a rant about, like, a year in review, um, but, yeah, so, season two coming soon, um, check it out if you're here, um, this part might turn people off, but it's something I want to talk about, because I'm not a baseball guy, but I think, like, I can't watch the NBA. I watch college basketball any day of the week. The NBA for me is just, I don't know what it is. It's like, I'll see all my favorite players, and then they turn professional. I just don't care anymore. I don't want to watch you. I think the, like, I don't want to say pageantry, but, like, that the circumstances of like college basketball like these kids are playing this sounds bad because i'm not trying to like make it a farce but like some of these kids are playing for like the future of their family they're trying to get signing bonuses even if they get hurt or even if you make it to the league you still made money you still became a success story you know and watching college is like you get to see it before it happens like i think about all the great players i've watched come out of come out of fucking college bro like Anthony Davis and Zion Williams and Blake Griffin even. Blake Griffin's one of the earliest people I remember seeing in an Oklahoma Final Four game or some shit. And he hit his face off the backboard as he dunked. You know, John Wall. Rondo even. Rondo won a ring. Like, you know, um, and plenty more that I can't name. I mean, even the Ball brothers. Well, I watch all those kids grow up. You know, and become fucking superstars, you know? I've been watching LaMelo since he was, like, 14. Now he's got his own shoe. Rick and Morty. Puma. Fucking Foot Locker, you know? And, um... I'm kind of a baseball guy. Baseball, 
like when I think back to my childhood, baseball. I was obsessed with baseball. Used to have a good buddy I played baseball with. His dad would always pick me on his team and like the, you know, the local shit. Um, when I was like a little kid, I think one of my first dreams was like, I want to be a baseball player. That's what I want to be. Baseball is everything. Watching the Sandlot, fucking Little Big League, uh, you know. There's a movie called Benchwarmers. Not really a baseball movie, but kind of a baseball movie. Like, kind of a baseball guy, you know. And Aaron's Judge uh, just hit his uh, 62nd home run of the season and broke, like, the AL record. And uh, I saw this little fucking nerd, this little fucking point dexter pocket protector looking motherfucker on twitter and facebook and shit i don't know his name he's probably some baseball analyst that i should respect but i'm a casual i'm not a baseball guy i'm a casual baseball guy you know i used to go to cincinnati reds games a lot when i grew up as a kid uh because they sucked the tickets were cheap i saw artist chapman before he was anybody um so that was fucking cool i remember like one game i got to watch him relieve and then, like, years later, he got signed to the Yankees. It's like, fucking fastest fucking pitch ever. Cuba fucking... What's that called when you leave Cuba? Excommunicate? I don't fucking know. He left Cuba. You know, he had a tough life. But anyways, I saw this little Poindexter-looking motherfucker. And he was talking shit. Being like, yeah, that's cool and all. But, like, Barry Braun... Barry Braun... Fuck. Why am I throwing an R in there? Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, hit 73 home runs in a season. Um, If you don't know who Barry Bonds is, he used the juice. He was juiced to the gills with steroids and PEDs uh, back in the 90s. Him and Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, they were all sharing Tarana Ball and fucking who else knows what in the clubhouses. So... Yes, he hit 73 home runs in a single season, but he was also juiced to the gills, you know? So there's an asterisk, and it's like, was Barry Bonds a great player? Sure. Before Barry Bonds ever took steroids, he was a, you know, Golden Glove winner, you know, most valuable player, all kinds of fucking accolades I can't name off the. But he's a good player before he ever went to San Francisco. I think the most Barry Bonds ever hit in a year before the 73 was like 49. So while it is great, it's not like he was hitting 60, then 70, or, or, you know, 52, then 62, then 73. That's not how it happened. He had one freak year while he was probably on so much Tyrannoball, he regrets it. Um, And that shit doesn't even count now. Like, it does, but it doesn't. It's like, um... It's like anything else when you cheat. Like, yeah, Lance Armstrong won seven fucking Tour de France's. They're all stripped. Like, he still won them, but, like, no one cares. Or maybe they care, but it's like, to, like, take a guy who has, like, Aaron Judge has yet to be tested for PEDs. He's never had a scandal. He's a Yankee, you know, freak of nature, uh, like, kind of a, like a, a New York sweetheart. To take that guy's accomplishment and be like, yeah, well, Barry Bonds hit 73. It's like, yeah, well, this guy did 62 without steroids. So, like, let's be honest. If Aaron Judge was on the fucking juice, 94, you know? Um, and I'm not even a Yankees fan. I'm a casual baseball fan. But this always gets me to, like, I used to kind of be that guy, you know? Where, like, somebody did something. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, fucking this person did this. So it doesn't really matter, does it? It's like, well, this time there's a context that you're, like, leaving out. 
And this guy had like another tweet or fucking post, whatever. Who gives a fuck about this fucking dork? He was like, um, yes, he was on PEDs, but he also hit 73 home runs. One doesn't color the other. I'm like, it 100% fucking does, you fucking dumb fuck. Like, if you're on PEDs and you also break a record that has yet to be broken, clearly they color each other. Clearly one colors the other. Clearly this is something that can't be done unless you're juiced to the gills and you're just super talented. No one's trying to say that Barry Bonds isn't talented. Nobody's trying to say that he was never a good player. He was only good because he's on steroids. That's Jose Canseco, okay? That's that's who that is. Everybody knows who that is. What we're saying is you have a guy who's technically all natural, super, like, Aaron Judge is like 6'5", fucking just monster for baseball he's like he looks like he should play a different sport um and he breaks a record and your first inkling was like oh yeah some guy in the 90s when nobody gave a fuck about peds broke that already broke the single season why is everyone so concerned it's like one he broke a record he broke the american league record for home runs so it is he did break a record you fucking twat he did do something that nobody's done before but you just had to get on your little fucking keyboard and go, well, actually, like, he's the guy at the comic book store when I'm like, damn, this is like the most OP version of Batman there's ever been. This shit's sick. And he just comes around the corner, fucking fixes his glasses with his finger where they push him up on their nose and goes, well, actually, in comic line 261 episode or issue 67, Batman actually had this suit of armor. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Shut the fuck up. No one likes you. No one cares about this opinion. And nobody even cares about baseball. A lot of people are just like, wow, that's crazy. You know? It's like if LeBron did some shit. Some people will fucking be like, oh, well, Michael Jordan did this. Oh, yeah? Did he? Did he? Did he? Did he do it when everybody else... Like, this is the thing about these records. Back when, like, you have Mike Trout. You have... Shohei Otani, you have all these other people that are considered great, who are nowhere near what Aaron Judge did this year. Back in like Michael Jordan was playing, who was really around? Larry Bird, maybe Magic Johnson. They didn't have like LeBron's got Kevin Durant, fucking Steph Curry, Giannis, fucking I don't watch fucking NBA. I'm saying like back in the day there wasn't as much competition, or if there was, it wasn't as close as it is now. So for somebody to do it now, it's like damn, that's kind of tight because training's gotten better. Sports are probably not more prioritized, but I feel like nowadays it's like if you want to play sports at an early age, there's so many different things you can do to be better. Where back in the day, you just haven't had raw talent and just progress up through the ranks. Nowadays, you can get like a fucking trainer to make you better at basketball when you're like eight years old and your parents hope you go to college, you know? It wasn't like that back in the day. But that's my thing. It's like this little fucking nerd was just like, no, the record is still not broken. It's like, cool, bro cool thanks thanks for that input we really appreciate it nobody nobody knew that asterisk with the 73 was still in the record books but we appreciate you stopping by nobody gives a fuck dude this guy did something cool somebody just had a shit all over it and i'm kind of that guy sometimes but i also feel like me being that guy sometimes gives me like authority to talk shit on these people when they do that shit um, but um, I'm sure a lot of people don't give a fuck about sports, let alone baseball, and let alone some guy I can't name who said something about baseball. So, deep breath, uh, quick rant, small rant, it's over. What I kind of wanted to talk about that I watched this uh, week that was exceeding expectations in a way I thought 
couldn't be done, especially by a company that I've had problems with on this podcast before. Netflix. Netflix did something good. Netflix made something good or produced something good. I watched the Jeffrey Dahmer story, the monster Jeffrey Dahmer, Evan Peters. You probably saw the memes about it. I remember watching a movie about Jeffrey Dahmer. Maybe it was called My Friend Dahmer when I like got out of high school. And I remember I watched a really good movie about Ted Bundy when I was in high school with a friend of mine where I used to stay at his house and he would only watch like First 48 and like serial killer shit. Uh, it's kind of weird, but I got used to it. <laughs> Anyways, I saw the shit going around. The last thing I was like early on was Squid Game. I watched Squid Game kind of early, right? Like as it was coming out, right? As it was popping off. I did that with this. I was like a week late on this, but I didn't trust it. I didn't trust everybody's opinion saying it was great. All these articles, yada, yada, yada. But I like Evan Peters. Haven't watched American Horror Story since like season four. But Evan Peters, always a good actor. Uh, liked him in X-Men. Liked him in this. Uh, liked him in The Office for that one episode. And um, I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. I used to live, um, not in Wisconsin, but the town I lived in in Chicago was like really close to Kenosha. And, um, you know, they're up in Milwaukee. But Milwaukee is sometimes called Little Chicago because it's up north. It's kind of just as bad as Chicago. And uh, it's in the Midwest. So, fuck it. So, I watched this show. And it was funny because I think a week or two ago my brother had come up for dinner and we were talking about, like, streaming services and bullshit and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, yeah, Netflix is, like, really falling off. Like, they don't really offer that much shit since, like, you know, uh, you know, ABC has Peacock. They took The Office and, like, Disney Plus is out, so they took, like, Adventure Time and, you know, other... I don't even know if that's a Disney show. I'm just saying, like, other streaming services have come out and been like, yeah, you know that thing we were letting you stream? We're actually going to take that and make people pay $5 a month. Uh, so you can't have it anymore. So I was like, you know what Netflix really needs to do is what they were doing back in the day is like really making their own series, you know, Peaky Blinders. Um, fuck, now I'm blanking. Uh, Netflix used to make a lot of good shit. Even the the Daredevil show that's on Disney Plus now because it's a Marvel character. Those were really good. Um, Netflix used to like Narcos and shit. Like Netflix used to make their own shows and produce their own shit. And it was really good, had good actors, but then they just stopped. And they got stagnant. Um, so I was like, they need to make like Netflix original, uh, making a murder, shit like that. Like they need to go back to like Netflix originals to like really, you know, years ago, you got like Ricky Gervais being like Netflix wins. That's it. They had all the best shit. No one goes to the fucking movies anymore. Uh, so yeah, or you, even you, I haven't watched that show, but I heard you's really good. That's a Netflix original, I think. Um, so yeah, I was like, they really need something like that. And then this came out. I was like, fuck it, you know? I was chilling the other night. I have shit to do, and I can watch a show in a day or two with the way that I don't work. <laughs> the way that I'm unemployed, I watch a show in a day, bro. I watch a whole season in a day. Don't test me, you know what I'm saying? Um, I did that with Solar Opposites when I was working a job. I was working a job, and I watched an entire season in, like, probably 24 hours. Uh, so don't fucking test me, okay? Watched a lot of anime. I binge-watched a shit ton of stuff. I'll watch your show, okay? So I did. Um, first thing I want to say, Evan Peters sounds like that. Uh, he's been watching nothing but like that that Midwest TikTok guy. Um, <laughs> I don't even know his name. He's just a guy that does like uh, TikToks with like a Midwestern accent. Um, talks about like the Packers. I think he's from Wisconsin uh, or like Illinois, somewhere up there. And um, 
Joe Para. If you guys don't know who Joe Para is, look him up. Uh, Joe Para talks you to sleep on YouTube. One of my favorite videos. He's a comedian, uh, Comedy Central, Adult Swim type thing, or Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim. Um, he sounds like Joe Para and that Midwest TikTok guy. So really good on the accent. Um, and Netflix is like showing signs of life. If they keep this ball rolling, not even serial it's just like do some cool shit, bro. Make your own shit again. Now that you have to, I guess, like, get the ball rolling, you know? Show some signs of life, some vitality, you know? Um, but yeah, now the show. Uh, one criticism I have, I don't like when the show starts at the ending and then, like, let's go back. Let's rewind here. Let's go back in time and show you how this happened. It's like, motherfucker, can't you just tell a goddamn story from start to finish? Like, that shit is overdone. That shit is overplayed. It's stupid. It's such a bad trope that storytelling and movies and shows use. It's like, fucking... It's like that meme where it's like, oh, you see that person? That's me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. I, no, I'd rather fucking just hear the story than you fucking spoon-feed me fucking backwards. Um, and then there's a lot of flashbacks in, like, episodes where it's like, oh, now he's a kid, now he's a teenager, now he's an adult, back to when he was in high school, back to when he's an adult, back to when he was a child. I don't need that. Start when he's a kid, go to his fucking middle years, go to his teenage years, go to his time in the army, go to his time being a fuck-up, go to his time getting arrested, and then go to, like, when he was on his own, being a fucking serial killer, and then go to his time in prison, and then, boom, ending. Don't fucking go at the end. And I get why they did it. The first episode really sets the tone. It draws you in. Um, but I don't like that trope. That trope is overplayed. I would much rather... I think it'd be more impressive if you went start to finish and was just as good than to be like, clickbait. This reminds me of like when you were in school and like you had to write papers in English class and they were like, you need a hook paragraph. You need a paragraph at the beginning of the paper. It's going to make everybody want to read this. Like maybe, but if you were a good writer, if this was a good paper, you could just have like a explore, like a explanatory paragraph and that alone would intrigue somebody. You don't have to clickbait them. Like, clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. That's all you ever get. Thumbnail with a girl with her fucking titties out. Like, you don't need that. If it's a good video, I'll watch the fucking video. It could be an average thumbnail. If, you're, if your title and your thumbnail look a little bit interesting, I promise you I'll fucking watch it. I promise you people would have watched this. There's a bunch of fucking weirdos out there that love serial killers, okay? It's October. People love spooky season, you know? You could have sold this without that. Anyways, this is a small complaint. I think the show is really well made. I think it's shot really well. I think the sound design is really well. I think the writing is really well. I think the casting was done really well. A lot of this made me... I knew a little... And that's the thing, like... For somebody who didn't know anything about Jeffrey Dahmer, this is probably pretty good. For me, who knew things about Jeffrey Dahmer, I learned more things I didn't know. Um, which was cool. Um, but yeah, so like episode one, clickbait... Episode 2, world building. Episode 3, more world building. Episode 4, a little bit of context, a little bit of an in-depth dive, fun facts. Um, I forget if I just said 4 or 5, so fuck it. Episode 6. Episode 6 is what made me want to talk about this show. Episode 6 is where I was like Fry in Futurama. I was like, shut up and take my money. You know, this, this is good. More of this, please. Um, episode 6... I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched it. Episode 6 is where the show takes a turn, and not in the way you would ever expect. Episode 6 did a thing that I think they didn't want to do, but it inadvertently... It's like a taste. It's like a small teaspoon of what they never wanted to do. I saw an interview with Evan Peters that showed, like, 
we don't want to tell this story from Jeffrey Dahmer's perspective because they don't want you to like sympathize with him because he's an awful, terrible human being who did terrible things to other human beings and destroyed families and generations of like people potentially. Um, but the, the thing about episode six is it gives you a small teaspoon of that. There are small glimpses and parts that make you remember that like despite all the crazy horrors and irredeemable, unspeakable evils, that that was still a person. There was some semblance of a human being inside Jeffrey Dahmer. And it it's almost like, you know how like there's good people and they're like, yeah, these demons, they want to, sometimes they claw out of me, sometimes they, they scratch their way out. It was like the reverse. It was like, this is a terrible, evil, fucking piece of shit human being. But like deep down inside him, there was like small parts that wanted to claw out. They wanted to be nice and, and happy and, and have connections with people. And episode six is where you get a taste of that, but it also just... Episode six is like a really good comic book where it's like a it's like a subplot and you get really involved. And then after you go back to the main storyline, it's like a quick... It's almost like a... It's not even a filler episode because filler is pointless. It's like a subplot. It's like I said, it, it draws you in. It takes you out of what you're watching and then they tie it back in. Um... I also think the episode, I think it's episode eight, about uh, the neighbor, Glenda, uh, played by Niecy Nash. Fun fact, I saw Niecy Nash when I was a kid on this weird show called Clean Houses that my mom used to watch, where they would take, like, not, like, hoarder houses, but, like, really messy houses and, like, teach people how to clean them up and, like, sell their shit. And then if they made enough money, they would, like, do home improvement on the side. Really weird, but that's where I first remember her from. So when I saw this, I was like, I know her. She used to clean people's houses on that show. Clean houses. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, she acts incredibly great in the show. That was a weird way to say that. She's an incredibly talented actress, uh, especially in this show. And I really like the... There was quite a few scenes, like, especially with her and then the... There's a certain family in the show... Um, that they're immigrants, they're not from America, and this show takes place in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And, um, you know, when she calls the cops, she's a black woman in a, a bad neighborhood that's under police, they brush her off, they won't listen to her, um, and she, like, kind of knows, you know? She's, like, the nosy neighbor that's not really being nosy, just, like, how's no one else noticing this? Um, and then, like, the immigrant family, I remember there's a scene in a courtroom where the dad's trying to talk about, like, what happened, and, uh... The judge is like, listen, I can't understand you. He's like not even speaking that bad of broken English. It's just like the 70s or 80s where I was like, ah, god damn it. I, listen, I can't understand you. Why don't you have your son translate? So then he's speaking his native tongue and his son translate. And then he just fucking, yeah, okay, listen, I've had, just hand your letter to the bailiff and we'll have that bitch write it up and put it into, I, I don't want to listen to this shit anymore, right? And then, I'm not going to tell you what happens or what, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. But then the next part is like the judge looking at Jeffrey Dahmer, who's like a young white guy struggling with alcoholism. And is fucking, you remind me of my son. My son struggled with alcohol. He turned his life around. And I think you can too. Just like, what? What the fuck are you even talking about? But then it's like, damn, you know, it brings you back to like, yeah, these are things we're still fighting against. But now there's way more 
you got social media, and whether that's bad or good is up for you to decide. But you have way more social media, way more eyes on it. More people can voice their opinions. More people can be held accountable. Sometimes it goes too far, but sometimes it's just right, and it's better than anything that's ever happened in the past. Um, then you have like police force corruption, where like you know officers get just suspended, and then nothing happens, and then they get their jobs back, which still happens to this day. Um, so there's a lot of things in it that I would, like made me stop and think of like, damn, not only. Because for me, when I think about, like, serial killers and I think about people who were able to do, like, unspeakable crazy shit. Like, there's a movie called Zodiac. It's about the Zodiac Killer. It's got Mark Ruffalo, Jake Gyllenhaal. Imagine being a serial killer in the 40s, bro. They didn't have shit. Unless somebody saw you do it, knew exactly who you were. Like, there were so much burden of proof in the 40s. Even in the 80s, there's so much burden of proof that compared to now... Like, your fucking phone, your Apple Watch, all has GPS, can show where you were. I've seen countless of stories of, like, people getting fucked over by phone records and where their fucking device pinged. Like, even Aaron Hernandez, that dude that played for the Patriots, killed himself. Like, you know, they they knew he went to a certain place at a certain time because his cell phone pinged. He turned it off, turned it back on two hours later, completely different spot. They were able to determine, like, in between there was, like, where somebody died, so... Yeah, you weren't there at the time, but why were you here before it and right here after it? Kind of suspicious, you know? They didn't have that shit in the 80s. And especially when you had, like, racism of, like, oh, yeah, this black lady's calling. You know, she lives in, like, a, a crackhead neighborhood. Um, she's probably, just don't listen to her. Then it's, like, you had this immigrant family. Like, uh, fuck, like, I can't understand what the fuck they're saying. Like, get them out of here. Whatever. Like, we'll give this kid a break. Or like, oh, I'm sure they know something happened. And then you just have, like, he was also, Jeffrey Dahmer was gay. So you had, like, a bunch of homophobia in the 90s with, like, AIDS going around and shit. So you just had all these, like, societal umbrellas that he could hide in the shade, you know? Like, you had all these people shining lights, but they were just all these fucking giant, like, lily pads that you could just swim under. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. That shit couldn't happen nowadays. Nobody would give a fuck. I shouldn't say that, but, like, most of America would not care if you were gay, if you were fucking murdering people. Most fucking police precincts, I hope, wouldn't care if you're a black person calling on a white person. And most judges wouldn't just dismiss an immigrant family, I hope, because it's recorded and you can watch it. Um, I could be wrong. I don't think, like, do I think those things happen to this day? Absolutely. I just don't think they're as prevalent or as excusable or as easy to hide as it was back then. Uh, so watching this show and seeing some of these scenes, it really, like, I've said this before. A lot of people want to go, this is the worst time to be alive. It's awful nowadays. Like, I don't know, man. It'd be really hard for somebody to do that nowadays. In order for you to do this, you would have to be, um, like, you would just have to be, not even a weirdo. You would have to be such a weirdo that no even weirdos wouldn't know you're a weirdo. You would have to never have a cell phone. You'd have to never have any social media. No connections. No one knows who you are. You would also have to be so careful with the people you abducted to kill them. Like, I'm sure there are still serial killers right now in America. I just think that the chances of them getting caught are super high. The chances of them making a mistake are also super high. Even such things as, like, credit... Like, you couldn't have a fucking credit card, bro. You'd have to pay cash in this day and age. No Apple Pay, no bank account, no nothing, bro. That shit gets tracked so easily nowadays. Like, you, could, you couldn't even have a car registered in your name. And then you'd have to hope that while you're driving around, some cop who doesn't have a monthly quota doesn't pull you for your tags being expired or on the wrong car. Like, it's just so much more in-depth these days. 
Um, so when I watch that, it's just like, you know, it just makes me thankful in a weird way of like, damn, like, it's so hard for that to exist nowadays. Especially, like, you imagine, um, I'm not going to spoil it. Certain things that happened in this apartment complex where Jeffrey Dahmer lived, there's no chance that that shit flies nowadays. Somebody would be out in the hallway recording his ass, even just his door, causing a scene. Like, there's no fucking way people just live with that shit nowadays. Um, but yeah, man. Um, great show. Really well done. Um, the ending, great. Um, they even tie in some other uh, serial killers I think deserve mentioning and like the not deserve mentioning but like for context of like that area um, so it's cool and um, I think it's worth your time it's 10 episodes they're about an hour each uh, but you could kind of blow through them I, I mean I stopped at like episode right after episode six like I watched six in a row um, <laughs> when I say that I always reminds of this meme of Rick and Morty where, like, there's just this picture of Morty where he's, like, snapping. He's, like, it's, like, the heist episode where he's, like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Um, and it was, like, hey, I'm going to make this 10-hour documentary. Would you want to watch it? And it's, like, are you fucking insane? You think I'm going to sit down for 10 hours and watch your documentary? Go fuck yourself. It's, like, hey, man, you want to watch these 10 episodes of this documentary I made that are about, like, an hour each? It's, like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Like, if you came to me and, like, you want to watch this 10-hour documentary, I'd be, like, dude, no fuck, I don't have 10 hours fucking split that shit up i'm like give me more give me that hit baby (sighs) lighten it up you know (laughs) fucking yeah so check it out pretty good show uh the sound design is some of my favorite and uh i think the acting is really good i think his accent by the way evan peter's accent is like he really sounds like he grew up in the midwest like up north um i lived around you know chicago and kenosha and uh wisconsin for a while and he hits it he hits the nail on the head with that shit, so, yeah, but yeah, that was episode 48, um, thanks for stopping by, if you did, weekly recommendation, uh, this is a bit of a t-ball, maybe a bit of a disappointment, but it's, it's Dahmer, it's the monster within, check it out, watch it, um, if you don't, um, you're missing out, I guess. Maybe watch it in a year when you're like a hipster like I used to be. And be like, I'll watch it now that nobody's talking about it. And you'll be a weirdo in a year with nobody to talk to about it. Because everybody's like, yeah, I saw that like a year ago. I don't really remember. Talk, watch it now. Talk about it with a friend, family member, your significant other, your friends on Discord, your two friends on PlayStation Network, whoever. Do it. Tell them to watch it and then watch it together, you know? So, yeah. Watch it. It's really good. It's worth your time. And uh, I enjoyed it. As always, you can hit me up, justlessweekpodcast at gmail.com. If you know me personally, I got a Facebook, I got a Snapchat. Snapchat for the pod, just last week pod, add it. Just last week podcast at gmail.com. Send us a comment, question, concern, or riddle, fan mail, hate mail, a story, something to react to. Tell me I suck. Tell me I haven't listened to this podcast in a week. I don't know why I'm still subscribing. I got a notification for it. What the fuck am I listening to? You know? Uh, as always, come back next week, a year in review, I think. Um, and then, yeah, come back for season two, some changes, some cool shit in the works. And, uh, yeah, as always, I appreciate you guys. Um, stay, um, stay, um, spooky, you know, spooky season, you know, stay spooky out there, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, um, this is getting weird now. So, yeah, appreciate you coming out. See you next week. Uh,